0: Hello and welcome to episode sixty-seven of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Oh, it's just another week, is it, Jake?
1: Yeah, uh, nothing happened, did it? Nothing just, important that happened, was there?
0: Yeah, just another another week being a League One team. Uh, you know, it's, we ex, you know, there was nothing, nothing that went important. on that could have changed that, really. Nice. Uh...
1: I, I'm 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 sure I'm missing something that we did Friday and Monday, but I still can't remember what it is. Mm. Um. Oh yeah, this week has sucked. It really has been bad. Uh, we'll start with the usual, shall we? How your week been?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it even relevant? I know, like, I am one for like keeping the the. Mania and the stupidness of our podcast there. they sort of
1: like... it deflating, isn't it? Yeah. It deflating and it's also interesting watching social media just go into meltdown all of a sudden.
0: But I also saw it coming. Yeah. So there was that. I was I was much more confident, and then we sort of came round to it and I sort of thought, oh no, we are quite inconsistent, aren't we? And if inconsistent Wednesday turns up, then we're in trouble.
1: The and thing, it just
0: so happens that that was the Wednesday that turned up.
1: And the thing that got me, if you actually look at what Alex Neil done since they come in, that's only their third goal they conceded away from home.
0: Mm. Yeah. he he've
1: made, he since he come in, he has actually done an amazing job for them. Annoyingly,
0: <laughs> they did the um, the new manager bounce thing at the right time. Bringing, in. Yeah. I I I said Alex Neil was a manager that before we got Darren Moore, that I'd have been interested to yeah. see us get him. He's a, he's a good manager. Know um, what he's doing. He does. So obviously Sheffield Wednesday have got another season in League One ahead of them. We um, unfortunately failed in the second leg of the playoffs. Drawing one all with Sunderland at Hillsborough. I actually broke my own rule. and even even, I didn't chant massively, but even I was singing quite a bit because you can't not in that atmosphere. And I woke up this morning like, oh, no. My voice is dead. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't too bad, to be fair. I was quite quiet compared to those around me. Um, But, yeah, no, it was... In terms of the the match in general, it was... I'll I'll go into what you thought of the match, but I'll go into the day a little bit more first. It was a nice day. Yes. right to start before all of that it was a nice day the atmosphere was brilliant there was loads of Wednesday outs out i came from work and then it took me ages to move anywhere in sheffield cuz traffic you know, all them fans trying to get to the stadium um it was not it was nice viewers of the podcast that i said on the last podcast please do say hello if you want to say hello don't feel like you can't because it's awkward because it's like Small community and all of that. Yeah. People said hello. They were like, you're YouTube man. I was like, I am YouTube man. <laughs> that's uh, my hey, official that's a title. St- that's a
1: step up from
0: Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know, right. There was, um, yeah, I had a f- few chats with quite a few people. Good to see everybody really nice and respectful. Mm. Um, everybody really positive and encouraging. It's probably a good thing I spoke to people pretty much before the match. After the yeah. match I just I just sort of ran because I was like no not doing I'm this gone. not doing this not having this um we have a podcast no, I, I, for that join in. <laughs> everybody I met and had a chat with was lovely. Um so it's really nice to go and meet people who watch the content yeah. and see them and also it's really nice to uh because I think a lot of It was it was heightened because there was a lot of Wednesdayites there that potentially sometimes wouldn't be there as well. So there was even more people that I didn't recognise that I you know I got to chat with, and I was sat in a different. I I said I was sat in a different part. I've been sitting in different parts each match I've been at this season. Well, you can't. I can't. I've repeated a few because there is still that spot in the cop that I really enjoy. Um, But I have been trying to go to different parts, and I thought, you know what, it'll be a laugh to go to the end of the north. Near the away fans for this one. So I sat in that end of the North when I got my ticket. And it, I'll tell you something, mate. The North is loud nowadays. Very loud, yeah. It's it used louder to be. than the cop. It didn't right? used to be. I was on the North as a kid, right? Yeah. Um, When I used to go as a kid, we were on the North because I was a kid and I wanted the view of the whole pitch. Yeah. Right? So... I went there, and then as I got sort of teenage years, I went. I moved on to the cop. But as a kid, I was always on the north, and I just I know it was the atmosphere there. But I've sat on the north a few times this season, and it, I do think it's probably the loudest stand at the minute.
2: Mm.
0: Probably. But Do you think it because you've got a generation
1: that's been on the cop for so many years, years who are now migrating into that generation? That's where exactly what I think it is. Where they want to be on the north and they want to see the pit because I got to that point where I used to be always on the coffin. I was like, I want to see the full thing. See, because mm. you can, there's so much different things you can see when you can see the entire pit. You can see the triangles. you can see yeah. that ball that maybe a player's not seen and shout, he's there. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I get that. It's, um, but no, it was, it just it's just sad that we didn't get the, The result to go with the atmosphere, you know. let's talk about it then, Jake. Let's do our traditional uh, talking Wednesday start for the match. What did you think to the match? Talk us through it.
1: Which one we starting with? First, Sunderland, their place?
0: Go in order? Yeah, Yeah. we got got to do really. It's the rules.
1: They nullified our attack. They did very well at keeping our midfield quiet. And Mm -hmm. we noticed this season, if you keep our midfield quiet, we're done. That's our, our entire attacking side done because there's nothing we can do. And to be honest with you, I felt we were very lucky not to come away. with battering in that game. Bailey pulled off some really good saves. Uh, and Hutch, I don't know what you're doing. Kick it in head. That's what I got caught, taught at a kid. You kick it in head. None of this playing it back to the keeper. And the annoying thing that's been our model this season, play it back to Bailey, it'll lump it forward or play it back and we'll do those little triangles at the back. You can't do that when you've got a striker like Stewart who's fat, who will get in your face and pinch that ball off you. And up until, I say, the 73rd minute in that game, they sat back and they're like, right, just come at us because we've got the job done. We nullified your midfield. This is what we've seen that happened all year. And they managed to keep us quiet and we just didn't really have anything. And Windath came on to try and change it and he... Don't get me wrong. It was great to see Windass playing and getting those game time, but we, it just wasn't there. But you had a funny feeling going into that second leg. We could do something with our home recorders. There was that belief because we could.
0: Um, it was that. There's only. It's that. It was that. It's only one. You know. Yeah. And if we turn it on, we can. Re- we. I, I thought all along. Having. I'd have been more uh, nervous about trying to hold on to a lead because that's what Wednesday don't do very well, than being able to, you know, attack. Uh, that is one thing that I will say, actually. I got more nervous <laughs> when we scored yeah. in the second leg than I'd yeah, been all the... time. I was like, no, no, yeah. no, because we've got this feeling now, and my heart the belief, beating a The lot belief faster. is there. Yeah, and it was like, no, 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 no. I don't like this now. <laughs> it the, was the, weird.
1: In, the interesting thing is what Darren Moore said, because... I thought they set, he set us up to go for a draw, but he said in the interview after, no, I didn't. They just, that's how they managed to play us. And it was interesting because I thought it did look like that was the tactic. But if you're in that league, you know what you've got to do to our game to stop us playing. And that needs to be something that needs to be looked at next year because we can't have that every every season kind of thing. We can't have it on that reliance. But first, first leg, I thought we might have something there. Second leg, all the build up come in. It's full out. You're getting ready. You're, you're thinking Bannon will look a little bit better because he didn't look great in that game. He was still quite leggy. You could tell he probably could have done with another rep before the game on day, but I understand why he's going to play it by Bannon. He does that. He's going to leave it all on the we pitch. We needed
0: we needed him. Yeah.
1: yeah. And second, second leg, we did go for it, and we really did try and make things work. And... The referee, and I'm not going to point on it too much, but that referee was absolutely horrendous. Oh, I will. I
0: I love to moan about referees. You know, I do. It's kind of become a thing. But it's only become uh, a thing because they're god awful.
1: Awful. Yeah, that was definitely a penalty. Because he thought of Windows from getting to the ball like pulling his leg away. Uh, mate, I was, even
0: watched it back. I didn't I watched it back like But,
1: but there were uh, there was tackles that were going in on our players with were no cards at all, but then the exact same tackle was going on a, a Wenty player would do something similar and it'd then be a yellow. That tackle on Byers, he took his knee out. Yeah. His knee got taken out and it's like it's like he didn't want to upset Sunderland, but he didn't want it to like, oh I'm gonna give advantage because this is a loud crowd. No, we just want you to referee it like no, a proper he, referee.
0: They, the, the him and the linesman, especially the linesman on the north side, they bottled it a bit. They, they, they buckled under the pressure of it a little bit, and I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Again, I'm not impressed with the officiating. No. I mean, there was uh, you say on Sunderland's perspective. I think Windass handballed it on one of our attacks earlier in the year, and they didn't call that either. And the linesmen were right fair, in front of it.
1: If there was VAR, Windass would have probably been sent off a stamping on the lad foot.
0: Again, I've bit, not watched anything back then, so I've only seen, seen things in the stadium.
1: So. I've I seen I see bit today, which I've gone back on, there was a bit where it's an off-the-ball incident and Windaf damps on the lad, but He looked down and damps on him. You have VAR, yeah. that looking at a red card.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, usually I do my due diligence and after I've been to a match, I'll watch it again to, to look at To be fair, you don't want to watch it again. I'm not though, doing today. it again.
1: Yeah, it was I'm awful doing, doing it again. today. I, I, I was like, I've got to. But... We played with a lot more attacking and we looked better, but they still managed to nullify us a little bit. We were playing that too much hoof ball, trying to latch onto someone. And we, corners corner were interesting, they were working, but they knew what to do. Like they knew the ball would go into the back post of story all the time to head it back into play. So they just man-marked him out the, out the entire equation. Second arc, you come to it, you're thinking, right, we've got a bit of attack going here. We're starting to get going. But then that horrible collision with Hutch on that corner, uh, it, it kind of it kind of put everything into perspective because he left the field all-blooded. He was out cold. You could tell he was having to be helped off the pitch. He was all over the place. It
0: looked very MMA. The, yeah. I've, I have seen the pictures of that afterwards. Because like, I didn't realise how bad it was. I thought, oh, their keeper's going to be down for five years a year. No, no. In this. And bad. then I actually looked, I saw it and I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so it, and at that point they was about to bring Lang and Patterson on and they changed it to Palmer. Mm. And who Palmer was solid,
0: to, by the way. Yeah.
1: And to all the people saying, Oh, he's at fault for the goal. No, he's not. It just went they got tired legs, that that the whole thing.
0: I thought if if me, if anything, looking at that where I was sat, Lang could have sprinted was Lang. backwards. A Lang bit more, Lang he?
1: Lang would just jogging. And it, it, this whole situation, you get that goal, though, by Gregory, that, that belief, that the eruption of the fans. But you could tell that they were going to try and go for either a quick break or they were going to just go to extra time because we ran our arses off. Pardon, my friend. We did. We just ran out of steam because we were trying to get that other goal. Bailey pulled off some good save. But when they got that goal, it was the situation of, When you're a Wenty fan, when you know that we concede in added time all the time, and then the ten minutes, you knew it was coming.
0: Yeah, as I said, I I didn't really complain about the ten minutes because for me, I was I did did want us to reset, you know, go back in, have a quick chat, and and reset for extra time. But I I did think that that ten minutes is actually the first time I've seen a ref, in, in fairness to them, add the right amount of time on because there was a lot of stoppages and it was Sunderland managing the game a lot of it as well yeah. I think they should have been longer than three in the first half to be honest but mm. it was I can't really blame Sunderland for it they didn't manage it as badly as we've seen but we did know whenever they could they were going to sit down and everybody was like here we go we okay come- they've got the ball we knew what was going to happen the problem is with Wednesday especially we seem to be obsessed with playing out from the back but I'm still even now and I've said this a few times this season I'm not convinced we've got the right players to do it because no. it it gives me fear, man. Whenever we do it, and well, we, the there's... thing is, the thing is though, man, we go for, to the defenders, and we will then just launch it kind of like into the middle of the park anyway, yeah. and then we play head of tennis for five years because we can't get it down. So that's not really playing out from the back. The keeper might as well boot it if we're going to do that.
1: Yeah, and it it was like that ball that came to Bailey. Like you could tell he didn't want it, and it went back to him. And he had to clear it first, throw in. And you, yeah. could see, you could see him go, what are you doing? I don't want this. It's like, the annoying thing is that you either get accused of being hoofball, if you knock it long and people don't like that, or if you play it from the bat, like you say, you've got to have the players. And I think with what Moore did in the summer, I think he might have known he didn't have the player, but he liked to play out from the bat and he just went with it. Yeah. And he didn't change it. And that's where Moore is a little bit where you need to improve next season. You need to fit the players to different systems. You can't just use the same system with the, with the same set of players because it's not going to work.
0: No, I think the thing is, it's going to be interesting to see if he can get players to fit that system rather than having to just get players and, and, and adapt them to his system. He could act, you could look for players for a specific system. There's more options yeah. there. Talk, speaking of Darren let's talk about what he said following the defeat. This is taken from the club website. Um I don't know, did the did the play before I go into this, by the way, did the players I, I walked straight out. I didn't wait to I, I, I don't usually do this. It's just the feeling I had in my stomach, I couldn't like stay and clap the players at the end. I was like, they clap, they clapped.
1: They, clapped they 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 clapped and there was a lot of players on the floor and the the hardest part is actually seeing someone who I'm seeing to be now, in my generation, probably yours, Barry Bannon, a club legends, he will go down as we, even if yeah. he doesn't get us up, trying his hardest to get it done. And again, it's another season where he feels like he's the one that's let him down,
0: and it's not. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's how you should feel as captain, and I respect him for that. Yeah. But we'll go, we'll talk about Bannon a little bit later on. Yeah, so Darren Moore has issued a vote of thanks thanks to Wednesday uh, uh, <laughs> Darren Moore has issued a vote of thanks to Wednesday following a devastating defeat to Sunderland in the playoffs. It's the only time I'm going to smile about it because I can't speak. The second leg tie at Hillsborough was played in an intense atmosphere which went flat when the West Side equalised on the night in stoppage time. And Moore, speaking in his post-match media conference, sent a searing message to fans. He said, I would like to thank every single one of them because their support has been unbelievable throughout the season. Tonight, they created such an amazing atmosphere but we couldn't get over the line. There was very little between the two teams, over 180 minutes of football and Sunderland have taken it by the finest of margins. When we scored, the atmosphere was out of this world. We are privileged to have a support of this level. This season has been all about the here and now and it's come to the end of the road. Our season ends and we now regroup, refocus and plan for the next season. Reflecting on the campaign as a whole, Moore said there are platforms in place on which to build for next season. He said, we amassed 85 points, over 20 players scoring goals, finishing in fourth position. We have things to build on. We have a very disappointed and quiet dressing room right now, as you would expect. I've spoken to them, but I don't think my words will penetrate because their minds will still be on the game. From the campaign as a whole, there are positives. But obviously right now, it doesn't feel like that because we have come to the end of the road. We will pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down and regroup and go again. So that was Darren Moore at the end of the match. You know, you can't really say much other than we'll give it another go. What do you think to his reaction to it?
1: I think the reaction's pretty much but on, to be fair, because I don't think you can go ranting and raving at those players for that performance. He knows, he'll, he'll know deep down there'll be a bit that he wanted to do differently in the season, in those games. And I'm I, I have the whole situation with it that I'm interested to see what Darren Moore does with season two, because I think he's going to get a season two. We'll because, talk
0: about that in a minute, man. Read yeah. the document. <laughs> no, I,
1: I have read it, but yeah. I'm not going to go into it. I'm, yeah, I'm no, just good, saying. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's it's what you kind of expect from him kind of thing, because he's right. There's nothing they can he can say to them. They've done it all and left it out there. And, but if you're going to re- try and recruit next season, you play that video. You play the video of where they full and go, this is what you can play for week in, week out. And the one thing I completely forgot to mention, Bayers nearly got an amazing overhead kick.
0: Yeah. The technique for I that had was had that superb. on camera. It was the one thing I was just like, oh, just because I, I, I'll be honest, I half asked that vlog, as you can probably tell if you watched it. Right. Because I was like, I'm too, I guess why I don't vlog. Yeah. But I, I said, if we got to the playoffs, it'd be one I would do right too like invested
1: in what you're watching uh,
0: I, that was the one bit of actual match footage i think i had the overhead mm. kick yeah and i was like can you imagine if that had gone in the <laughs> been, and an, I'd, I'd have actually got it on camera and then probably broke my phone in the process because i wouldn't even <laughs> think i was filming i just lobbed it um, <laughs> me. I, I, I will see when nice. that got everybody like there's a chance I've got COVID. Just saying, because when that Gregory goal went in, which we didn't even talk about, by the way, when you were summing up the match, right? That that killer ball yeah. from Bannon through, superb for Gregory, and then you know gets everything alive. Everybody just grabbed everybody that was near yeah. to them and was going mental. Flair came straight down over my head, like it was. Uh, it was. I just those moments are what you live for in football, and it's just so sad to think that that's in League One. Yes. you know we this, don't have this, enough to cheer for.
1: And this was, if you look at it, this was for a lot of people. This should have been the final, and it this should be should have been a Premiership tie. But we're both clubs are there because of the situation we've been in. We said yeah. this in the past, and it's the thing is going for going for which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, at some point in the, doc, in the episode. we we just got to have that belief, and if we can make moments like this, it makes recruiting players easier.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, you see the atmosphere, and you see that atmosphere in League One. And finances allowing, right? And that's the big if. We could be in trouble again. But finances allowing... You see that and you go, people who weren't too sure about Wednesday in League One and being a stable club in League One, a club that have just finished fourth on 85 points, quite close to automatics, could have very easily got automatics if they didn't do stupid things right in certain matches.
1: If ref ref weren't stupid and that Wiccan goal gone in, we are second.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you look at you look at players, you look at situations like that, players will look at that, look at the atmosphere that can be created in League One and they'll go, do you know what, that's actually a team that's going the right places. So if you're going to look at clubs that are in League One, you go for them. You go for them over a derby you were coming down because you, you've got the inconsistency. People weren't too sure about signing for Wednesday last season. And when we came down, they didn't really yeah. know what was going to be the the balancing act of a relegation. So uh, we did want to reach out to people. So we put it on the Talking yep. Word Twitter at Talking Word. We did go into the Discord. We wanted to get the community's feelings about it all. You know, I said, so what are your feelings about the playoffs and what are Wednesday's next steps? Lewis Turgoose writes in and goes They gave it everything they could and they were playing against the team hell-bent on not letting us get any momentum. People slagging the team and manager off need to do one. Everyone is entitled to an opinion, but we're also entitled to tell them they're clueless. Some of our fans, man. So Lewis very much on the side there of, um, you know... Let's not overreact to this. We've had a good season. And I would agree we've had a good season yeah. on, the, on the whole, the back end of it, you know. If we'd have ironed out the stupidity and the jelly, if we didn't have that gelling period, I've been saying that for a long time.
1: Mm. It only which, gelled um, at Christmas.
0: Yeah, exactly. If we'd have been able, you'd hope we keep the core of the squad together now because the gel's already there. The squad can already, you know, do it. And it would be I, exciting. I, I, will say,
1: I will say something. You said on the financial
0: aspect, even
1: if he hasn't got a lot of money to spend, we've seen what Dan Moore can do with no budget. So I'm not worried.
0: Mm. It's more about player retention because when do you start to panic and sell the likes of Barry Bannon and yeah. you sell the likes of Windass when money comes in for them, you know? Um, Craig, you know, we've never, we,
1: we've never seen Chantieri do it.
0: No. Uh, Craig Hay writes in and says, still struggling with it, to be honest. It was like Huddersfield all over again, a strange choice. On the bench, no central midfield option was puzzling. If Moore is to stay, he needs to address his forward options. It's not good enough to take Gregory out. Uh, to take Gregory out, you take goals out. So it's not good enough to take Gregory out, you take goals out. Injuries haven't helped, however. Players like Windas and Eorfa, who seem to have a season ticket for the treatment room, need to uh, get. F- uh, we need to get fit, younger and hungrier players in the squad, ready to go again. To his um, point,
1: though, we have got 21 goals from different people.
0: 20. We
1: haven't. It, tw- 20 or 21. 20. We have, we've had 20 different goal goals. So we haven't just Still. overly re- relied on Gregory, but I do understand what we And I just realized that we did have it with Chancer. He, he sold Joe. Joe.
3: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> been a long. Good old Portuguese Joe.
1: <laughs> <hours>. <laughs> hey up, Joe. It's Joe.
0: <laughs> oh mate um, no I I see what we say in there Gregory sort of is bagged quite a few goals in the same game so his his numbers have bumped up there a fit Gregory this season would have been incredible but we can't just rely on Gregory Barahino, if he'd have started firing a bit earlier would have been a very different picture so I know what we do need younger players we need we, then again we've got a good balance of age in the squad I think so as long as we keep along with those a, lines
1: with a second oldest team in league one I think are we just behind behind Wickham? Wickham have got a twenty nine and average, and I did twenty eight.
0: Yeah. Then again, they have got a thirty nine year old striker. So <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, I don't think our squad's necessarily an old one. Then again, In- we have had some old players recently. That's probably why. Yes. Recent years. Um, going onto the Discord comments now. Hubert Hubdub says we played well. Felt like the ref was against us winning. I am hopeful for next season but afraid we are losing a bunch of players with contracts running out and some not wanting to play League One football for another season. I think Darren Moore is the man to lead us and he could take us to promotion next season judging by the looks of this season. I hope he takes what he's learned and applies it for the upcoming season ahead. Up the Owls. Um, I, Again, we agree with the ref hub dub. Yep. The Darren Moore thing's interesting. We'll talk about that in a bit of detail in a little bit while we're also, also going to talk about player retention. We're going to we're going to split some topics off into different podcasts because there's some that you we really can focus on well. Yeah. Um. And in a playoffs one, we're not going to talk too much about that now. We'd rather go into it in detail because that's what you expect. You don't expect the rush from us, you expect the quality. So we're going to yeah. bring the, the quality into, into that there when we, we talk about all of that. Bob123 writes in and goes, uh, Last night I think we played okay. The ref did us dirty and automatics has to be the goal for next season. I think Moore should definitely keep his job. I think we need to ship out one or two players and get a good five or six players in. One or two flare players that can turn a game on their own and a permanent keeper, a striker, and a couple of centre-backs. Mm-hmm. So Dean potentially on a free would be, if we can bring his wages down, wages will be a thing there that I could see being one of the centre-backs. Um, Permanent keeper, again, there's the likes of Dawson. I think, actually, my Dawson take probably, on
1: that... He's probably going to be a permanent keeper next season.
0: My take on that is it should be.
1: If you yeah. look at what Darren Moore said about what Cameron's done there, because he turned around and said, I rang him after he found out he got promotion immediately after, congratulated him, and we've had people going up and watching him. he had gone and done what we said that has been needed from a lot of our players in the past. Go out and go get a full season under your belt. Go get that playing week in, week out, especially if you're a goalkeeper. That is crucial. He's done that. And people say, oh, he's rubbish. You've beat some of the fans he's been on loan at. Exeter Exit. want to him. keep him. Yeah. And they they're going to in the
0: same league as us next season. Yeah. So, it's... Um, yeah, we'll talk again. We'll talk about we've got, a, we've got a packed document today. We'll talk about Cam a little bit yeah. more when we talk about a goalkeeper we link with. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, Tom writes in, he says, Can't say it didn't destroy me to have a bit of hope with Gregory's goal and then it's soon taken away soon after. We played all right. Referee had a Sunderland shirt underneath his black top, I reckon. To say more got us where we are with no money to spend isn't a small feat. Although I'm scared for next season, we won't have a freshly relegated bounce-back appeal that might attract higher players to come down to League One. Didn't even read this fully before I went in. I was just saying that, Tom. Uh, need a new keeper, since I doubt we'll get Bailey on lo- again on loan. Hopefully we'll have a better defence with the squad fresh n- next season. Without a doubt, need us another striker or two, someone to bring the clinical edge and stop us having 50 shots and two on target every game. Yeah, Because yep. if we can't keep Gregory fit, we need a striker. Oh yeah, and there's a few I would be interested in seeing us sign, so we'll discuss that uh, in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Lewis Owl ninety eight wrote in and said, "I think we looked tired in areas. The first leg we went out to try and stop them and pretty much did bar pretty much did bar one mistake. Second leg we were the better team against twelve men, ref being the twelfth.
1: <laughs> See the theme here,
0: <laughs> and they got through on two avoidable mistakes. Their second goal was def- definitely avoidable." Moving on, I think we keep more in the aim for top, aim for the top spot. Now we know what the league is about. We need to try and play like Sunderland did yesterday. We are too kind to these something kicker. You can figure out that word there. League One teams, feces kicker. League One teams. Let's spend the, let's spend in the summer, but spend sensibly. Players I go for: Scott Twine, Alfie May, Ross Stewart. Be tough if they go up. I'm gonna say. Uh, Either way, I. One million percent, I believe that is with the zeros. Trust Aaron Moore and his recruitment. A lot of support there from Lewis L98. Uh The ref is definitely a theme.
1: Also, just on your like going after players, I doubt he'll go after Alfie. Maybe let him go at Donny.
0: Yeah, that's true. He had
1: he had him at Donny, and I I think he I think he it could I could it could be that he just didn't work at Donny, but he let him go. But I understand what you're saying. we need to go for that and. Got Dwight going championship. There's no way I'm going to keep it hold of it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think when you said that bit about us needing to toughen up a little bit, I've seen that quite a bit. Mm. be interesting to see what sort of players we could bring in to fit that for Wednesday, really. And one thing I do want to talk about is the avoidable mistakes.
3: Everybody, and I mean everybody, right?
0: Imagine, and just imagine this, right, if Liam Palmer was the one that made the mistake instead of Hutchinson. Yeah. Because all I have seen, and I'm not saying you should slate Hutchinson, by the way, but all I have seen on Twitter is because the fan base like him, all I have seen is support for Hutchinson. When arguably... He's never coming on this podcast after this. Arguably, his mistake cost us the th- tie.
1: Yeah. I I so don't personally people. believe
0: that because I believe there's, there's more to that. But there is an mm. argument for that. And I just think if it wasn't Sam Hutchinson, if it was Liam Palmer... It For example, can you imagine? Can you imagine the backlash well, that would be I'm,
1: there? I've all, I've already seen the backlash of people saying it was Palmer fault for the second goal, uh, Sunderland goal at home, kind of thing. He tried to get he tried to get into get in between the player and the ball. He did try, and that's and the thing is Palmer for some reason everybody a lot of the football Twitter lot and social media lot they hate him for some reason they hate him. They don't see it, and I don't get it. I don't get it. He's always put a shift in. He's improved under more. Yeah, you might I'm disagree. tired of saying
0: it. I'm literally tired of saying it, man. We say it all the time.
1: It just I don't get it. Like there was somebody who tweeted and said if you think Liam Powell is a good football, you need to go to a doctor. Well, it looks like I'm making an appointment to a doctor tomorrow
0: then. Yeah. Yeah. It's I just I, I just did find that I, there is a hypocrisy in a lot of the vocal minority with with You'll you'll say, "Oh, Hutch, he's the man." Oh, Sa- oh, Sammy, Sammy, you know. And I will. I was I was chanting it. You know, I, you would. Ch- I, but- I like
1: Hutch, but Hutch have made some very bad mistakes this season, and no mm. one picked up on it and said anything because it's Sam Hutchinson. We said it on the podcast. If Sam doesn't dawdle around with it there, or if he click- clears it, we're okay. It's like, but if it's a Palmer, if it's a Johnson at the beginning kind of thing it's like if your face don't fit with some of the fans you might as well just put your transfer request in
0: this is this is controversial right in the fan base but if you're playing a back three for me i put palmer in over hutch because i think palmer actually has done all right as part of that you know coming out and moving to the side i think I i used to think hutch would be brilliant in the center of that to come out of that but because we play such a high line him being able to get done on the turn, like he was done on the turn against Sunderland, you know, with that overreach there yeah. when you when you're pressing that high, he, can, he can't
1: to... he can't get back. Mm. He ain't got the leg to get back. Leaf with Parmy, still got the legs to run back.
0: I don't, I wouldn't say Hutch is necessarily slow, but he's not rapid, is he? No. And I don't know. It's I personally I could see us see see us keeping Hutch on, and I wouldn't have a problem with it, but. It's. It. I just. We need to look at how we, how we assess our players Balance. and how how much stick we give to certain players like Palmer. It's. It's not on, especially when we we don't do it. It's not a consistent. It's not consistent across the board for all our players. You know. tom seven oh six writes in and goes, and this was actually last night during the match. I've included this one in there. Uh, it was actually at one sixteen this morning. Very so a few of us I think had been. A lot of about it, my vlog sleep. went up at half one. My vlog went <laughs> up at half one. So um, hard to really throw shade over any players in particular over the two legs, which is strange given the performance of the first leg specifically. However, I'm afraid the one player that does stick out is Luongo. Thought he ha- was very, very pedestrian in both games. Our me- midfield was um, non-existent in the first leg, of which he is usually the anchor of. And almost likewise in the second leg, he absolutely wasn't at the races at all. Don't get me wrong, brilliant player at this level. And it will be a shame when he does inevitably leave this summer. However, in this playoff contest, he has been abysmal up the owls. I was thinking this when I was watching the match last night. I was like, Luongo cannot get in this game. And I know you could say that about a lot of players, but Luongo did stick out to me when I was watching it.
1: He wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't have his usual calmness when he was going in tackles or trying to clear up and I don't know it's a weird one because what I he's one that I think he's definitely going in the summer he, I don't yeah. think we're going to be able to keep him and the problem is there you got it right, we've now lost I'm going to say a name that can upset some people or trigger them, Joey Pelopetti, who was great in that role <laughs> and now we're going to lose Luongo who's great in that role we're going to have to get someone completely brand new in that role.
0: Do you keep Sammy on and just put him back in the midfield and watch him get five red cards?
1: <laughs> hey, that'll be the hot bingo fun.
0: Yeah. I do think the Luongo's going to get. Go. I also think it makes business sense for us to let Luongo go.
1: Mm, he's going to be on a lot of wages.
0: Yeah. And it's... I don't know. You want a CDM that we can potentially develop a little bit more. Well, the yes, thing is, that really I w-
1: this is where I want us to start looking a bit smarter. We've got the experience in this squad. Adeniran. Yeah. Adeniran. 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 Whatever yeah. you want to say. He he was playing that role for a bit that season, wasn't
0: he? Options. Is. But yeah, thank you for getting in touch about the match. We, I think we all still feel a bit numb from it. Uh, I guess you've got to say congratulations to Sunderland there. Um, oh yeah. I don't. I kind of, in a weird way, Sunderland for me are um, a team I think we can beat in this league. But yeah. from a Wednesday perspective, you kind of want to play them again next season because you, you you we're more likely to take points off Sunderland than we are off Wickham if they if Wick, they beat Wickham because Wickham will just Part of the Wickham boss. or Wickham. I've yeah. got a soft. I've I, I've had a soft spot for Wickham I, since that promotion. But this season's been really tough with how anti-football they are.
1: I think right? every, I think everyone had a soft spot until we played them. It's like, what is this?
0: Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: I don't. I don't think they really did that in the championship.
0: No. I'll also say, here's what I was thinking. You know, this 60 sixty-minute trial they're going to do with the stop clock. Mm. So they're going to. If you don't know if you if you're not up to date on this they're going they're trialing some matches where it's 60 minutes 30 minute halves and then the ref stops the clock whenever there's a stoppage at all the ball goes out of play the it's stopped yeah. which would stop the cheating the thing is you'd have to you'd have to rely on the actual effective nature of the third officials and the the officials to actually do this correctly which could go I can see the great side of it to stop the cheating and the time wasting but I also have the thing that like we we're trying can you, to can you we're imagine putting more responsibility on the officials. Quick,
1: put your, do your stop watch, it's to
0: play, quick! Well, well no, you'd have to have it on a big screen so you know they've actually stopped the clock. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd be like There'd be no transparency there. It'd be weird. It would be weird. Can you,
1: can you imagine just holding it like a, a bloody uh, substitution board and just go clock clock stopped
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> and then
1: put it down
0: I, th- I think they'd, they'd probably put it onto the screens but we'll see, we'll see we'll see if that trial actually works we don't like watch football do we No. um okay here's the controversial topic yep the one that's going around because it's obviously going to go around when Sheffield Wednesday have just failed to get promoted despite arguably I don't
1: have a tin hat in here. You don't
0: have a tin hat. Well, we're only presenting ideas. We're not saying this is our thoughts, as you will find out in a minute. Should Darren Moore be sacked?
3: Your podcast hasn't broken. What do you (laughs) think? Yeah. What do you think?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a lot of talk over. Hmm. He's taking us as far as he can take us. We haven't had that. Um. We're going to start purely by just going off, off what people have wrote into us. We didn't ask yeah. this as a specific question, but when we asked about thoughts, I think a lot of people, especially in our community, felt like they, they saw all the negativity about Moore's Not the Man and had to jump on it. Um, so yeah. the people that wrote into us were mainly on the side of Moore, and we're going to – well, actually, I think all of them were.
1: Nearly all of them they, Because
0: nobody wrote – it's interesting, isn't it? The people that write into the podcast – don't seem to hate on more, which is yeah. which is interesting. Uh, Tom Wright wrote in and said, Keep more. Came a massive way from this time last year. Have an opportunity to let him build on what we have already achieved. Bit of money to help as well. Looking forward to next season. Hopefully it'll be like the back end of this season. Thunderchuffer writes in, Give him one more season. If no promotion is coming, then get rid. I can see that as well. You know, yeah. I can see that. Finn Sanderson writes in, in big capital letters, keep Darren Moore. We need to give him time to keep this project going. Last night was a tough night, but nothing Darren Moore could have done to prevent it. We came into the game with a mountain to climb. Sawyer Sawyer Maka writes in and says, keep Moore, give him money to spend. Look at how much he's improved and how much pull he has when he has no money to spend at all regroup and go again next season. Absolutely good, don't get me wrong, but it's not the end of the world. Back stronger and better next season. Uh, Bertram Sir writes in and says, simple, top two next season. More has earned the right to have another go at it. So they were wrote into us across Twitter and Discord and it's, I will, I I am on the side of, he needs another season, surely. He does. He's he's not, we finished fourth.
1: We were, we were fourth on 85 points. We, we got the best home record of anybody in that league.
0: Scored Steve, the most corners, my, apparently, as well.
1: Still don't get that fact. Mm. That still blows my mind. Yeah. But we, you can't keep having this... T- situation weight, change manager weight, don't go wrong. Is that the case? Summer and January we're having manager transfers every season as well as players and we'll do that if you're going to keep chopping and changing managers. Look at, and people go that's Liverpool. Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp came into a Liverpool team that would die it would nowhere near it and they'd let him Slowly but surely, build on it. Build on it. It wasn't at the rate you look at that Liverpool team now. Yes, it's Liverpool. They got the money. I was going to say that's a hell of a comparison. They they can they can get the get the uh, players in, but they let him build. They let him slowly build it. Wilder built, built and built and built. You let managers have time to build something. You don't get rid of them after one or two seasons and go that's enough. You're done. I understand with the saying, if he doesn't make it next year, I'm probably right he probably will have to go because we'll have to look at a different way of doing it. But mm-hmm. you look at what Darren Moore's improved already. We've got coaches that he wanted. They're not coaches that Chantery had him. The coaches he said, I want the people in. He's got a recruitment set up that looks like it's second to none when you look at who he brought in with no money. What can he do with a bit of cash behind him? Because He won't have a lot, but he'll have enough to get somebody and someone decent and he knows the contact. The only bit with Dan Moore for me that is an issue tactically he can sometimes be a bit poor. He doesn't have that plan B. He's slowly looking at plan B. You've seen His that. subs are a
0: bit weird, aren't they?
1: His subs are a bit weird. And if he can get this team to concentrate for the full 90 and plus, we'd be a lot better because I don't see this whole keeping... Chopping and changing managers all the time, because then you've got a new system, then you've got a new coaching set And also, if you're thinking about saving money and sustainability, it's going to cost you more money each time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw something that was pretty um, pretty spot on, actually, on Twitter really, And apologies to the, the, the tweeter of this. I didn't, I didn't note it down. It was just on the feed. Imagine if Gary Megson had got us fourth on 84 points. How many people would have been actually calling for his head?
1: It's like the Liam Palmer fine, debate all over right? again.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I, there is accountability there. Yes, probably with the squad we've got now, you would say we should have been getting automatics. We got close, actually, after a dreadful start to the season, as those players well, had to pick up time and gel. Well, hang
1: on. It wasn't a bad start to season we had a great start to season because at one point we were like first or second it was between October to December we
0: all crumbled that usual fall off sorry that's, yeah. that's what that's what I mean really and it's it was it was about that time of of just making sure we had had the players on the same wavelength you know and we had options there injuries have been awful we've said that about Wednesday for loads of <laughs> loads of seasons now injuries Copy have been a paid. problem that's going to happen no matter what no yeah. matter what. And it seems to happen to Wednesday a lot. Gregory being fitter than he was would have... Windass coming in Windass, yeah. It would have changed things up. offer was out for ages, you know. Yeah. Iofa, you know, it's... We didn't have... I remember at one point he was having to play two fullbacks at centre-back. Yeah. Because we had no centre-back. We had none. Yeah. You know, we actually played someone from our academy, Brennan, who then got injured. Got injured.
1: This is, But this is the thing where I hope that during this season, and always hear there's an investigation going on to why the injuries are happening. I hope there's a big PowerPoint presentation at the end of this season going, this is where it's all coming from. This needs fixing. I will take a little bit out of my transfer budget to get this fixed.
0: I don't know how you fix it, but to be honest, I think I want to see what Darren Moore's like with a bit of money. There's some people that have said on the other side of it, I'd actually be concerned to see him given him money because if he's not tactically great and we bring him in, we let him bring in players for all that. I'm like, but the players he's brought in on nothing have been great. Yeah, you know, for the level, um, as long as he keeps that sensible approach to it and uses his contacts and and uses that relationship he's got with players and the, clearly the rapport he builds, I yeah. don't want to lose that. That sort of togetherness that we felt this season that we didn't feel last season and we've also, not felt for a little while. There's been I a also disconnect there.
1: I don't want to lose that culture that a lot of players have said this season that the culture here now. Mm. And we've not had that for like two or three seasons. Like Karloff built a culture. Then I think Steve Bruce is the only way to build him one and then that went how it did we've not had that kind of situation where you see the players talk about Darren Moore. They, they respect him. There's respect yeah. there for him. They respect the coaching staff who they work with every day. And it doesn't feel like the Gary Monk and Josh Dave where there was always something coming out to the media. There was always something out. There was always a leak. So there was always something to say, we don't like this because. We don't Negativity. like
0: this Negativity, yeah. Yeah. I am... Um... I, I, I want to see him given another shot, but I do think it's it's sort of like as he as he will know and all the players will know. Right, if we fail again this year, this coming season, we're in trouble. We're already in trouble. Right, we'll be in yeah. bigger trouble because we'll be in a case of like, oh, this is a couple of seasons now. Sheffield Wednesday should be going for the top two. We should be go. We should be going to win the league next season with the momentum we have built Wanted. on the back end of this season. We've got to have the mentality that anything that is not a win isn't acceptable. And I think if you can build that into the club and bring the right players and the right mindset in there, and I do think Darren Moore's got good links to be able to bring those sort of players in, then but can, he, he's... But
1: can we also say we had, in this season, we had the hoodoo of not going from behind away for ages, for a year. We had hmm. the home hoodoo that was from, like, 2017. We got rid of that this season. The last two games of the season, we came from behind to win them. Yeah. Darren Moore done really well to get that sorted. It's like building the net part of their mental strength and not being so fragile at the back in the net kind of thing because I think, he, I think he's earned a second chance because any other season, and we say this all the time, and it seems like it's always the case with Wednesday, but any other season, that automatic promotion you're up. Next season's going to be hard when you bring in some of the teams that have come down and teams that have come up. But I said at the start of the season, I thought we'd be mid-table. We might need a year to get to know this league. Right, we've got to know this league now. We know what they're about. Go for it now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Let us know what you think in the comments about Darren Moore and whether he should be Sheffield Wednesday manager going into the 22-23 season when we play the likes of Forest Green Rovers.
1: And Bristol Rovers, who, Jesus Christ, their last game of the season was impressive.
0: I don't even know, mate. I don't, that's the thing. That's I'm so far disconnected from League Two. I've never thought about League Two, and now well, we've got... Got,
1: they they needed a swing of five goals, and they got seven goals to go auto, up up automatically
0: in the last match.
1: Last match, it was seven nil. They won. Eighty fifth minute came seven. They won automatics.
0: That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's got match fix, fixing written all over it.
1: Well, it's hey, Joey Barton.
0: Hey, alleged, <laughs> alleged, allegedly, legend. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, we're full of them today. So there were some rumors before the playoffs, right? I this is ridiculous, right? Because this came from a liked tweet, and somebody putting two and two together, and then somebody saying that they heard something, and then uh, and nah, nah, and nah, 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 and basically people talking a load of crap. But you can <laughs> logistically look at this. Yeah. Could Barry Bannon leave Sheffield Wednesday, right? He's got a year left on his contract. We've just failed to go up via the playoffs. He likes something of Luton Towns about them, you know, doing well this season. Um, Luton have appeared to be interested in, in him before. Would he, would he go? Do you think Barry Bannon's is going to leave next season?
1: I don't this think season, he will. Summer? I don't think he will. I think there's still. I actually, I actually did a bit of a kind of. I, we all know he moved back to Nottingham to be closer to his uh, in-laws for childcare for his little one. And I kind yeah. of did. How long does it take to get to each place? And like, it's one hour fifty. I think it's one hour. It's close to two hours to get to Luton than it is to get to Wednesday. I was trying to think out travel, but I, I can't.
0: You That'd see, worry me more about Forrest because Forrest could have Bannon in that midfield like that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's something else you got to think. And especially if they go, up, that could be the law he needs. Oh, I'm going to Premiership.
0: It'd be the Premier League, yes, because we're not in Scotland. Premier League, Jake. yeah. And it's not 2001 anymore. But um... I,
1: I, I think he will stay, but it will be interesting to see who does come in to have a look at to buy him and what Chanceria will accept to buy him as well. Let's also remember that because we know what Chanceria is like They're saying, I want this month for players. And it, what is he, 33 now?
0: He's not, I think he's 32. Um, uh, he's got, but, hey, Gregory's 33.
1: Ah, but you can't, there's some there's some price tags that you can put on players where they're your best player, like by Bannon, but now the older you get, some club might say, okay, we'll take that chance to see what we can do. But some club will be put off by it. And you see how much he's ingrained himself into the Wendy family into and in bringing his own family now into it. And how you see all the cute little things that Wendy's have with uh, the social media where his daughter getting really into it and stuff. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see if we can keep him no and how we keep him, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, he is thirty two, by the way. Yes. Um he, to make you older. He's he, the way he spoke last night. I'll talk. I'll, we'll talk about what he said after the match. So, well, he straight after the match, he was interviewed, and I will just say in, this, in that interview, you could see he just looked broken, like yeah. he was like, "Mate, again, can you, you know, can you, again." you not here.
1: interviewing me? But I know why you interview him on Club Captain.
0: Yeah, he said in quote. It's hard to take. It's obviously still so early and I'm just gutted. I just really, it's really hard to find the worst to sum it up. I'm sure it will sink in over the next few days, but it's hard to take and to speak now and tell you how I'm feeling. I'm obviously not feeling great. We felt the goal was coming and we spoke about it at halftime. We knew if we kept doing what we were doing, we would score by getting into more dangerous positions. We get a goal and the fans, I looked around after the goal. It was amazing. So to let them down was hard to take. But they were unbelievable and they didn't deserve it. They deserve to be going to Wembley and having a good day out and be back in the championship. Fair play to Sunderland, they were good over the two legs and did what they needed to do to get into the final. But no matter what is said now, it hurts and it will hurt for a little while. Acknowledging the crowd could have done no more, Bannon added, They gave us everything. It's hard to say how thankful we are and the boys appreciate everything they have done for us this season. They've been fantastic and I can only apologize that we couldn't get over the line for them and give them that day out at Wembley. But we will be back next year and trying hard again for them. Now, he was also asked directly by Rob Staten, I believe. It sounded like Rob. Yeah. Rob uh Rob. one of the things I watched. Who said Do
2: you think you're um, gonna be here next this, year? This this
0: wasn't on the club because I think they take they keep bits for Yeah, mm-hmm. he says, Do you think you'll be here next year? And he said, he sort of like looks at the ground straight away. Again, I don't, wouldn't read too much into that because he, no. he, he said he'd need to talk to his family and everything, but he, he expects to be back here. He expects to, you know, yeah. to a go of, again.
1: A lot of people did read into that though and went, oh, he's off then. If he's got to talk to his family and stuff and how he was, like, just remember the context of where he'd been interviewed. And yeah. how he is. He don't read his body language to, that oh, arm off that lad enough. No, he just put his heart and sleeve on the line again You've also, you've also
0: got, he's got, he's got to talk to his family and go, do I stay where I, this is the conversation you have with your family, right? And it's probably, you know, you know your wife, you go, do yeah. I stay where I'm loved and where I enjoy my football and I enjoy this club and we don't make a big, we don't get the big final payday. Or do a club that come in for me that are going to give us that big final payday and maybe a couple of years? Do we do that? That's what Barry Bannon's probably going to be faced with yeah. this summer. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's tricky because it's also a case of do Wednesday need to if he is one of the he's not I I somebody had a go at him on Twitter about what he is I, l- I, I like, absolutely you
1: love yeah but do you hear it? do you see reply back
0: yeah. He's I like, love
1: bad reply back. It was just like, like how much do you been, think I'm
0: on, mate? Seriously, like you're
1: not, you're not my agent.
0: Kind yeah. of
1: thing. It's like you've been at at me all season, having a go at me. It's like people said, oh, you shouldn't do that. But it's like no, he's been at him all season. He's allowed to do this.
0: Oh no, he definitely is. Like, I, I, you could tell he was, he was. He usually holds back with stuff like that, but we just lost the playoffs. He was having a pop again straight away. He he added him. He knew what he was doing. He was trying to have a pop at Barry about it and like and what he earns. He doesn't earn anywhere near the stuff that has been reported. And yeah. he even says he even says that the stuff that said it because the 12k thing goes around a lot and he were uh, i remember he used to say i know he, he definitely said i wish i was on 20k yeah but if, if, if 12k is accurate for for a player of barry bannon 12k yeah. a week it's a lot of money don't get me wrong in league one but it's barry bannon right um also so- barry bannon
1: the kind of player who i could see say if the club says a lot if a offer comes into it we might have to seriously consider it. and i can think him turn well, I want to say, can I have a go at renegotiating my contract, maybe? If he at that point, yeah. he's loved, he likes it, his family's happier. Well, let's try and renegotiate my contract so we can get it to work.
0: Well, you also do the thing of like, for me, because uh, this is because I ba- love Barry Bannon, so this is from my perspective here, right? It's a case of, I would say, you give Barry Bannon, a, and you say, look, we need to, we, we give you a longer contract, but we need to phase down the wage, but we're going to give you a coaching role afterwards. You're going to yeah. stay in the game. You're gonna st- you're gonna be integrated into this club, you know. If that was something he was interested in doing, um, and he is captain. Obviously, he, yeah. he said on he said on Twitter the following day after the playoffs. Where do I start? Last night we came up short, but I'm so proud of my team and staff that have been on this journey with me this season. We gave our all to the very end. Keep your heads up, the fans. Wild best I've seen at Hillsborough. Thanks again. You're amazing. And obviously, everybody was like, "Is this a goodbye, Barry?"
1: I don't think it is it. I think it's just him doing his usual club captain and saying to the fans, We ch-. and Jock Winda put something up as well, going, We go again. And a lot of the players are going, we go again. so there's that togetherness there, and they this but something like this could be what gives Wendy that chip on the shoulder where we play a little bit aggressively in Leave One to go. We know what it's like. We don't want to do that again.
0: Oh yeah. No. We are winning. If we can strengthen the team, if Barry Bannon stays... Go knock, And he, he stays... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because now we've gelled. If we can play like we have on the back end, back half back of this season, we just need the consistency there. Yes. Barry Bannon is, is ripping teams apart. What I did notice is I, I knew Barry uh, Bannon wasn't as fit as he'd like to be for the playoffs. Because usually, you know, when he turns a man, he was looking for the pass more. That he loves to step on it. And yeah. turn a man on his arse, usually, doesn't he? He yeah. didn't do that. He didn't do that in the uh, in the playoffs. And I was like, that's where I know you're not at full fitness because you don't trust yourself not to lose the ball there because of your yeah. fitness levels, because of the, the knock. But yeah, Barry Bannon, how essential is it to Sheffield Wednesday? Let us know what you think. Okay, we're into the news after an hour on the record time, probably about 50-odd minutes on the actual podcast we're finally into the news even though a lot of it's uh, news the news isn't that long barry bannon speaking of barry bannon has got a uh, team of the season card yep so it is he's in the efl team of the season if you are into fifa it is an 88 rated center mid card he's got 80 pace 84 shooting 90 passing 91 dribbling 72 defending and 84 physical it's going for around 30k if you want to buy. And just his acceleration is 91. Yeah. His pace overall is 80. His sprints be 71. So he's not too bad. His finishing is 80. His shot power is 90. His long shots are 87. His volleys are 90. And he's, he's a good penalty taker. He's an 85 rated penalty taker. I've not used him yet. I need to get him and use him. His vision is 92. His crossing is 87. Short past 90. Long past 95. His curve is 91. And he can take free kicks at 84. He's going straight in, mate. I might put him yep. up front for Christ's sake here.
2: He's,
0: <laughs> he, 76 strength isn't the worst either. His aggression's 93. Is that because he's Scottish? Is that what they've done there? Um, uh, don't tell your wife I said that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Barry Bannon also won our player of the season. Yep. So he was awarded the Fans Player of the Season. We won't go into the article on that one, but he has been awarded the Fans Player of the Season. Congratulations, Barry. Please stay for another one. Yep. This is from The Star. Sheffield Wednesday linked with move for League One goalkeeper as Bailey Peacock-Farrell's successor search begins, says reports. The Northern Ireland number 1 is on loan for Burnley from Burnley and has kept 17 clean sheets in 48 appearances across all competitions. It's been made the clear the goalkeeper is on a development mission at Wednesday with the chosen club due to the pressure and expectation on players. There is nothing been confirmed yet on next season's plan for the 25-year-old. It seems unlikely at current that H- Hillsborough will be a repeat destination, particularly if... And we have failed our mission to get back to the championship there. So, um... Back in March, he told the Star, "Football is strange. I've got a good couple of years left at also left at Burnley. Football is weird. One thing you can ha- one thing can happen, and your plan for next year has gone out the window. I'm focusing on finishing this season well. I'll go back in the summer, and what will be, what will, will will be. I'm focusing on right now. That's all you can do in this game. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So that's the bit about Bailey there. Um, former Doncaster Rovers goalkeeper Marco Morosi. Has been linked with a move to Sheffield Wednesday. So the seventy-two have been reporting this about Morosi. played for uh, played for Rovers. He kept fourteen clean sheets in his forty-six League One outings this season. Wigan and Coventry are also intra, uh, uh No, not interested. Sorry, he's played. He's twenty-eight and he's played for Wigan and Coventry. He's got one, cla- uh, one clap. One clap. What? There you go. Uh, one cap for. Slovakia's Lock, under 21s yeah. and he's six foot four. He joined Shrewsbury, uh, Shrewsbury in the summer on a three year contract after the expiry of his Coventry contract. So it would be uh, one that Wednesday would have to pay for. In terms of goalkeeper situations at the minute, we've got Cameron Dawson coming back on loan off Exeter. Bailey Peacock Farrell's obviously on loan. Joe Walsmith's running out of contract. So we we, to, it would we, make a sense we'd be in for a keeper. What do you think?
1: We're definitely gonna be in for a keeper because you you got to think it is a, it it can new keeper and then a youth team keeper who gets depth up on the bench uh, if need be kind of thing. And i I understand specifically I
0: understand, Marco Morosi though. I want you to talk I, we, I want I to talk I, about I,
1: under, I understand the link up here because he's former Doncaster. I spoke to uh, some Donny fans at the weekend said he's not too bad uh, as a keeper. It, it's going to be difficult to replace Bailey after what he's done this season. And if this is somebody who's already worked, if again, it goes down the barrier he knows thing. If you've got a keeper that's already worked with Darren, you already know what kind of football he plays. So you might have a keeper that already knows how to play out from the back. Yeah. So you're not having to teach it him. Uh, and 14 clean sheets in 46, leave one out. That ain't that bad. That's actually decent. And knows the league. He does so know the not, league. We're not having to have a keeper jump in and go, oh, I don't know this league. Uh, step up, try and figure it out, if you know what I mean. I think... But I think it's Cameron I, to lose.
0: I'm slightly concerned about this because I think it's Cameron's to lose, right? Because if this is true and we are like interested in him and, Dar- and Darren wants to sign him as our first choice, it means he doesn't back Cameron to be our number one. I, which then makes me go, hmm... Where so, do we sit with that?
1: But could it be that we get Cameron and we get some sort of like old veteran who sits on the bench?
0: Yes, Justin but that is not Marco Morosi, mate. And that, no, is, the, know, that know, is the know, crux of it.
1: The problem is I, I'm not too sure if a lot of this has come out due to it being he's worked with Darren before.
2: Mm. That's and they're where sort think, of digging for it,
0: yeah. maybe. Well, let's look at his FIFA card anyway. 67 overall. He's uh, a rare silver. 69 diving, 69 reflexes, 63 handling, 41 speed, 66 kicking, and 66 positioning. He's 28, right? And that means he would want to be first choice. Yeah. If he can play out from the back, and and Darren Moore believes he can do the job for us, then I I would be all for it. If he thinks he's a better option than Cameron Dawson, but for me, I get I don't want Bailey back, right? And if, I know yeah, that's a weird thing to say, and a lot of fans will disagree with me there. But he's, if he's not going to be our keeper, I don't want Bailey back for another season. When yeah. we've got Cameron and that, we need to start but cementing that position.
1: Here's a cat twenty-two for you. Say he brings in Morosi, right? Exeter find the fund to buy Cameron because they you never know—they might be able to. We don't know what he transfer thing. He might—he might go. I had such a good time here you know what, I'd like to just cut ties and start afresh. We're then having to look for free keepers.
0: Yeah, there's that, but I don't think that'll happen because Cam's a Wednesday fan. I yeah, think he he'll got, want to prove Yeah, but he, it did, he, got, he got
1: dog's abuse. And he didn't he get did, that abuse. is true. He didn't get dog's abuse at Exeter.
0: Do you want, do, would you have Bailey back on loan? No. Was it for the same reason as me?
1: Um... It's mainly because we need something permanent. We can't keep loan yeah. a keeper. The, we've had a really good history in the past of getting keepers and doing really well. We, if you're going to get a keeper, you can't loan it. Got to be someone who's going to be in that dressing room for the next four to five years as your keeper. He sets the foundation to your back four. He's the yeah. one that build you build that back four around to help it. I d- loan keepers are great if you haven't got the cash and you need to f- fill a gap, but you need to start looking at filling that gap. To have a permanent keeper, I don't like loan keepers. I haven't done for most of my time being a football fan. I think they're great, but if you can, the only way a loan keeper works is you buy them at the end of the season, and we're not buying Bailey.
0: No, we're not buying Bailey. Um, not now. I thought. I think we, there's a potential
1: we could have done if we got championship.
0: Then again, Burnley are possibly going down. Uh, I yeah, forgot. I yeah. forgot. I forgot how the Premier League shaping up down the bottom end.
1: But... Um, Le- I know Leeds are in the relegation, but.
0: Oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> but no, Marco Morosi. He's got league experience. He's played 20 matches for Coventry in the championship. He, um, he's got a lot of league one experience with Donny at Coventry and then Shrewsbury. So why barely, not? Burnley
1: are just outside the playoffs on 34 points. At the same amount of points as Lee, but Leeds have minor 35 so. goal, goal, goal difference.
0: Cool. Yeah, just out, just above the relegation. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. See how it plays out for them. But Marco Morosi let us know. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get the clickbait comments right now. You know? Do you know what I'm going to do? Go on. <laughs> Kieran Westwood's been released by QPR. I
3: knew that was going to be the one you were going to say. <laughs>
1: Would you? Can you, can you imagine him go look, Kieran, you had a year out from us and stuff, and you didn't get many clubs looking. You we'll won't come back for another year.
0: 37-year-old <laughs> Kieran Westwood now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Who made five appearances for QPR. And what it I was weird about- seeing him line up for another club. And also
1: one and in one of those games he was starting in the warm up and got injured.
0: It's probably, it's probably not a good idea, is it? We've got to talk about it because we did actually have this written into us a few times as well. Could Would you it? take him back just for the season, just to give maybe the younger keepers some experience of all of that? Oh, we is is it grasping at straws situation we care for Westford?
3: Sure. I, I, I think if we
1: hadn't a chance to sign him, like keep him for leave one, we would have done. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: But, but then again, Punk, you've got to look at the other side of it. Would QPR be in his final payday and now he can come to us on reduced wages just because he loves the club and never wanted to leave?
1: That, that's true. That could work. But then, then where does your progression go in for the future you keep him for? Or do
0: you bring you him know, back look- as player coach?
3: That's not bad shout.
0: For, the, for, the, for maybe the 18s or something, He maybe not first-team yeah. coach, but he can coach. He can coach at the... He can work with Bully or something because he got it's on with it, Bully really well.
3: Bully's not here. Of
0: course he's not.
1: You think Scotland, isn't he? Uh, of course
0: he's not. Of course he's not. <laughs> I keep thinking... I, I actually forget because, you know, because he got demoted. Not demoted, yeah. but he got moved to the under-23s. Tom-
1: I think it. I think it's uh, Thompson that's doing the under twenty three oh.
0: Thompson played Westwood as well. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> the point still stands. I even follow her. I followed her after <laughs> the move. Oh, it been a long. Tw- it's been a long twenty four hours on it. It has been, mate. All right, give me a break. We've just. We've got. We've just been resigned to another season in the League One. But I. I would always take Kieran Westwood back. Yeah, If it, if the wages were nothing there, but it, it goes into everything we were saying about goalkeepers. You need to have somebody for the future. Kieran Westwood is the past. Unfortunately, as much as it saddens me, I don't, I don't think Kieran Westwood will be returning, but we've asked it, okay? You don't have to keep asking us to, to ask the question now, of a released 37-year-old Kieran Westwood, should he come back? But I would have him back if it was if it was a case of Kieran wasn't gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one for you here. What Go about on. Richard O'Donnell? <laughs> that's 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 uh, an interesting one, that Jake. I wonder where that one's come from. Um... He's only thirty-three. Yeah, he's been a captain of a of Bradford as well, hasn't he? Yep. Would you take him?
1: Thirty three got loads of experience, He's done really well. Wednesday he, fan. He's a Wednesday diehard fan. Sheffield lad. Get Played out for Bradford. us. Get never really Bradford. got
0: it never really got his moment with us.
1: Get him out of Bradford. Bring him home. He's always walking around all the reservoirs in Sheffield.
3: I don't know. Maybe.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Yep. Um we'll see if that one uh, develops at all. But Kieran Westwood or, or O'Donnell? No, nah, I, th- I still think it's Dawson. I think you give Dawson I a think, chance. I think so, yeah. Dawson's
1: going to get the gloves this season. He yeah. deserves
0: it. Definitely. Oh, God. We're going to get so much clickbait comments. And I don't care. The channel's been dying in views because I've been busy. This week's going to pick it up.
1: <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna say because the next topic we've got is Talking to about the accounts, but I, I think I'm going to say I I, next w- I week. wouldn't I wouldn't mind if we could do that next week because we like to go in depth on them. Yeah, and the timing it came out for the account wasn't great. We've been in the playoffs.
0: No, it wasn't. There was a lot of talk. We'll we'll, we'll we will rejig. Yeah, the accounts. I think I
1: because... think next week should be an account accounts rec- rec- uh, episode because we normally go in depth on the accounts and it's always interesting seeing what what and it'll give you a chance to yeah. Do the math that I can't work out because I'm a bit slow.
0: No, I've already done parts of it, yeah, but I will um, I'll do all of that. We'll also use the, what other people have been reporting because M- yeah. Quirin McGuire's been talking about it all. There's been the star. They've done a report on it. They got to it before us this time. We got there first last time. They, they, they got to us. Uh, no, the first time we got there first, I think. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, we uh, they've done a very good report on it. They have. The, uh, needless tracking. to say. So we will be able to quote all of that and talk. A bit more about the accounts so in no, detail. Wait, account,
1: account episode.
0: It won't just be an accounts episode. It'll be the news. I can. I have got a feeling there's going to be a lot of talk, and there's also the retain list. Yeah. That's well, round the corner. I've,
1: I've, I think the last time we did like the accounts and the retain list, they're all about the same time anyway. Yeah. This is the so. best.
0: Weirdly enough, it sucks, but this is the, usually the best like month for the channel and yeah. the podcast because everything happens that's a little bit drama based.
1: And then, and then we go through the summer going, looking at speculation stories and seeing what hits.
0: Yep. Yep, pretty much. Oh, it's all started again, guys. Sheffield Wednesday didn't get promoted, but the Talking Wednesday podcast will continue. I will say, it. at look, one point last night, I, I, turned, I was chatting to my uncle and I just went to him. Mate, I don't know if I want to do the podcast. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I can do this again in another league, a year in League One because it's one thing being a Wednesday fan and having to put up with it, but being somebody who has to actively do content, discuss on it.
1: it. Yeah, doing the video last night was so hard because I was like, I don't know what to really say apart from I'm absolutely gutted, but. This is the thing when you're when you're a fan of the club and you don't make content, you can just go, "Oh, I thought it was rubbish." Enjoy the rest of your day. When you then got to go record about it, it then like you overthink everything and then you having to work everything out. But we do it because we love our club and we love making content. So
0: yeah, and we managed to get through the whole episode without talking about the phone torches. <laughs> yes, don't do that. <laughs> it was asking for trouble, wasn't it? Yep, It was asking for trouble. It made a good video on mine, but like, it was asking for trouble. Um, that's all we've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Thank you so much for all your contribution. We'll be here for the 22-23 season. Thank you so much for all the support. Lots to talk about over the next few weeks. Um, lots planned, lots to discuss. Nothing topical, actually. There's nothing going to be time-based so we can move the schedule around and maybe I'll be a little less grumpy. After the initial grumpiness of the uh, the the playoffs wears off, but no, be well. Again, football isn't football is the be all and end all. Let's be honest, football is yeah. the be all and end all. Let's not even try and go down that road. Sheffield Wednesday are in League One for another season. We'll just have to deal. But um, be well, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday.
1: Start planning your trip to Bristol and Forest Green.
0: See ya.